Our first reading this morning is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, beginning to read at verse 29. You can find it in the Pew Bibles on page 1064. John, chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen And I testify that this is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. People Jesus met, John the Baptist. So we're going to have a little guess who. You don't have to shout out anything. You can put your hands up if you know who it is. Let's see. Who's that? Does anybody know who that is? There's, There's one or two people who know... Who that is that? That is Bluey. And who is Bluey? She is a female. Blue healer puppy lives in Australia. Cartoon character, obviously. And she gets up to all sorts of adventures, doesn't she? With uh, her sister, Bingo. And cousins, muffins and socks. So there we go. Who is that? Put your hand up if you know who he is. I probably wouldn't have known who he is, but apparently Harry Styles. Who is Harry Styles? Very, go on, someone's got their hand up there. He's a singer, he's an actor, he's very successful. He was in a group you all know called One Direction. I don't have to tell you all this stuff, you all know it. Solo artist, he's a son. I think he's got a cousin. So this next person, I expect you all to know this next person. Who's that? King Charles III. Who is he? He's our monarch. He's a king. He's a son. He's a brother. He's a father of two sons. He's a grandfather. He's a cousin. So uh, does anybody know how many first cousins... King Charles has. If I say 15, if you think he's got less than 15, put your hand up. Has he got less than 15? Could be a trick question. Has he got more than 15? He has got 22 first cousins. Count them. So he has many things to many different people. Uh, This is a statue. I couldn't get a picture of this person, so we had to get a picture of his statue. There we go. It's not. Oh, yeah, there he is. John the Baptist, right? And if he's looking a bit cold, well, that's because he's standing 
by a car park in Scotland. So you would be cold, wouldn't you? Anyway, who is John the Baptist? Or who was John the Baptist? He's the son of Elizabeth and Zachariah. You might remember that story. He was a miracle baby. And he also had an extremely uh, famous cousin who was Jesus. Yes, thank you. But who was John the Baptist? Let's look at John the Baptist. When John was asked that question, this is what he said. He said, now, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not confess to fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. John was a prophet. He wasn't a road builder. Jesus himself had said, John was the greatest prophet in the line of the Old Testament prophets. John had a very special job, and that was like a herald who tells of the arrival of someone special. Now, when King Charles uh, arrives at a banquet, which is a fancy name for a big meal, someone announces him by shouting out something like, All stand for His Majesty the King! Or words to that effect. Now, he shouts that out so that the person's title, because they are important, so everybody knows he's coming to the room. Even if the person shouting out at one of King, was one of King Charles's 22 cousins, they wouldn't shout out, please stand up, here's my cousin. Now, John could have said, look, there's my cousin, Jesus. Or he could have said, there's Jesus, a really good person and teacher. But he doesn't. He says, look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that is a very specific title. Jesus is God's special person who will act as if he were a sacrificial lamb. He will be the one to take away the sins of the world. No one else in the Bible is called that. The wrong things we do closes the door between us and God. Now, in biblical times, sacrificing a lamb showed how sorry the people were for their sins and allowed that door to stay open. But it was only ever a temporary answer. Jesus came to keep the door open to God forever. That was his special job. And John's job was to point him out to everyone. John acts like a big signpost saying, this is the man who will open the door to God. He is the one you need to pay attention to. John the Baptist is pointing the way to Jesus. Jesus, in turn, opens the door to God the Father. To get to know God, we have to get to know Jesus first. Our second reading is from John chapter 3 starting to read at verse 27, and you can find that on page 1066. John 3, 27. To this, John replied, A man can receive 
only what is given him from, from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears, hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. <coughs> he must become greater. I must become less. This is the word of the Lord. So, uh, have you ever heard of this card game called Top Trumps? There's a card game, yeah. I think it's lads of a certain age used to play it. Well, apparently it's still available to gain. And the idea of the game is that uh, you pit one thing against another. Which is better? Who's the better person at whatever? So we're going to have a little go at that. We obviously can't play cards, but we'll have a, a little go. So we're going to look at some sports people and see who's, who's really the top sports personality. So who's that? You don't know. Muhammad Ali. Yes, of course. Amazing boxer, an amazing all-round celebrity character. And uh, if you Google the internet, not that I would ever do this and say who's the who's the best sports person ever. He, his name's up there. So does anybody trump Muhammad Ali as a sports person? Well, this guy. Does anybody know who this guy is? Michael Jordan, top basketball player. Some people say he's one of the greatest uh, sports people of all time. Played for the Chicago Bulls. I'm just pulling out this information from my deep and extended knowledge of sports stuff. And uh, so, and apparently he played, played later for the Washington Wizards. So, uh, who do you think? Who do you think? Muhammad Ali? Michael Jordan? Well, uh, what about this guy then? Who's that? Pelé. Pelé. Probably the greatest football ever played. He played for Santos FC in Brazil. And, and is he the best ever? Well, you know, again, this guy, apparently this guy played for some provincial little-known town somewhere in the backwaters, I don't know, but uh, Sir Stanley Matthews. And he's got a great reputation, this guy. So is it Pelé? Is it Sir Stanley? You know, who is it? Well, let's not leave the ladies out this Makes me feel a bit older. Who's that? Olga Corbett. You know, a great, great gymnast in her time. Yeah, and how many, just let me remember, four golds and two silvers. Yes, that sort of thing. Um, does anybody chomp her? What about this, that young lady? Simone, Simone Biles. And she, she has won a whole heap of stuff. You know, four golds, one silver, two bronze, and a whole heap of gold world gold medals and she is a fantastic gymnast so which one's better Olga Simone again it's difficult let's just do one more who's that Serena Williams probably the greatest lady tennis player ever or again is she what about this lady a bit more my era Martina Navratilova also fantastic ladies tennis player you know sometimes it is just plain difficult to decide who is better than who so let's go back to this guy John the Baptist who is greater than John the Baptist and before we say anything let's have a look 
at what Jesus says about John the Baptist. Jesus says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. So Jesus says that John the Baptist is the greatest and that he is the greatest in a long line of prophets. Now, some people say that John the Baptist was great or greater than Elijah, who was one of the best known Old Testament prophets. So Jesus considered John to be among the greatest. But what did John have to say about Jesus in that reading we had? This is what it says. To this, John replied, a person can only receive what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friends who attend the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. This is John speaking. That joy is mine and is now complete. He, Jesus, must become greater and I must become less. John is saying that Jesus must become greater and I must become less. John is saying that Jesus is greater than himself. Even the greatest prophet, such as John, cannot compare to Jesus Christ. Jesus may be John's cousin. He may be a good teacher, a healer, a leader. But he's so much more than any of these. Jesus is the Son of God and the Lamb of God. John says in the first reading that we had that Jesus is God's chosen one. John shouts out this message to the crowds, to anyone willing to listen to him. He prepares the way for Jesus. He understands that Jesus is beyond him and greater than him. John calls him the Lamb of God so that everyone will know that Jesus is different, that Jesus is unique among all the people in the Bible, that he is unique in the whole world. John was put in prison and died before Jesus had finished his mission. He never got to see what Jesus would have to do to be the Lamb of God. But he knew just enough about Jesus to understand that he was the greatest. We don't always need to know everything about people to know that they were one of the greatest in their particular field. We, like John, can understand that Jesus is so much more than a good teacher or leader, that he is God's chosen one. We can read about Jesus and what he did and what he said, and we can come to know him for ourselves. And like John, we can point to Jesus and say, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world.